All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Radio Room, of course. I am here with my co-host, Mr. Steel Tyler Philippek. A very good evening, morning, or afternoon to all of you. Uh, well, yeah, out there in Radio Land, it could be any time. Podcast. Knows. The wonders of podcast. <laughs> and it's totally free, believe it or not. <gasps> <laughs> Pretty amazing stuff. So, so again, Steel and I are going to be talking about Queens of the Sapphire Sea. Um, today, we're gonna, I want to focus a little bit more on, on your process, Steel. Like, how... Where do you come up with this crazy stuff? How how what's your writing process look like? So a big part, I try to find the story first, that that very bare essence that's going to propel it forward. What is the conflict? How do the characters fit into that conflict? And what are the three major twists, particularly for a three act show like that, that are going to propel it forward? Uh, then you know it literally is just sitting down and getting ideas out into paper. Um, once I have that idea or hook that I really like, I like to think about the fun, the, those scenes that are really going to exploit that and be really fun to listen to, have really good um, you know, emotional beats or action beats or adventure beats. And then you know, sometimes I just literally put them up on the wall and say, all right, the scene where there's a high-flying action and something crazy is going on in the ground, and, they, and then I'm like, okay, uh, how, how am I going to fit that into this script? Or maybe I don't. Maybe I put it somewhere else to save for later. But then once I begin to craft that skeleton, sometimes they're thinking like, yeah, you know, this scene is just two characters talking. Let's see if, you know, I have a scene like, you know, that might be able to invigorate that. Let me put that in there. And slowly I create the structure that, you know, morphs into this larger beast that I then have to tame down once again. Most of my scripts tend to be about 10 to 12% longer than they should be. So I try to get all my ideas out. Typically there are jokes that are just terrible I need to cut anyway. <laughs> I go in and then, you know, that the first draft is like that 10 12%, uh, sort of the rough draft, and the first draft, the real kind of meat of that first draft is a shortened version. How many revisions do you go through generally? Uh, you know, if it's if it's a good, you know, if it's a solid script right off the bat, typically I'll go through four, a rough, a first, a second, and then a cleaning pass on the second, uh, or typically with ad-libs or things like that. Uh, other times, um, I wrote for Adam's piece, Smoke Without Flame, uh, Poison on the Pacific Limited. It's a mystery piece, and that took a lot longer because I needed to make sure all the clues fit together and weren't so confusing. Uh, radio is a very different beast. I was trained as a TV writer um, and a producer, so radio has its own language that doesn't always fit with the ways that I was trained. The basic structure is always the same, but getting to show people through audio can be a little hard, particularly with a mystery piece. So that really went through six or seven drafts before things finally coalesced into the form that they wound up being at the end. That's interesting. What's been your biggest challenge when writing this piece? Uh, the, the biggest challenge was giving away exposition without making it seem like exposition. Um, you know, it's like, what is this? Ah, let me describe it to you in intricate detail. You have to allow the audience to have a little bit of imagination with these things but at the same time, not too much because then there's nothing to go on. You know, there literally almost has to be a step-by-step -step process. What is happening now? What is going to happen? What is the twist as it refers to? Uh, if anybody listens to A Prairie Home Companion, that's a big part of the kind of the, the, the loving mocking of the radio bits that they do. It's all very much about playing with expectations and then reversing them. Um, I don't do that as much. But I do, you know, I, I do have to feel those things out to really kind of get that. And that takes a while. Sometimes it happens in the recording where I'm like, ah, I'm listening. This just doesn't work. Like, can we try this line a different way? We just did that the other day when I'm like, mm -hmm. this line isn't working. Let's try it this way. And it worked out so much better. So I guess you could always say it as an additional half 
you know, draft at the very end of everything. So let's talk a little bit about the production process for you. Mm -hmm. Um, What are, what have your experiences with actors working on this been so far? Um, What are, are there any sort of challenges you've had to overcome when working with actors? Uh, You know, the actors so far in this have been great. Um, You know, the, the people we've recorded with have been wonderful. They're very professional. They show up on time. They do their lines. They give me different takes. They give us different takes, I should say. Uh, there have been some, uh, you know, struggles, not necessarily with the actors themselves, but finding that right reading, trying to find that that particular voice, because I don't want to just say, like, read my words in the way that I want. I want the actor to give. Oh, you're not David Mamet. No. <laughs> We're going to be nice on this production podcast. Oh, I, I love David Mamet. I'm Spartan's one of my favorite movies. I'm just teasing. <laughs> don't worry. Please don't hate us, David Mamet. Yeah, please don't you know, do anything bad. We're small and insignificant. <laughs> in any case, um, no, you know, it's you want you want your actors to give you new readings um, and you don't you don't want to control them. But at the same time, you do want to keep you know, there are things that are needed in that reading. So it, it's a give and take process. And but that's also kind of the fun. You know, it's, it's a little like improv and it's a little like sketch, you know? Yeah. Well, what has been the funnest part about working on this project? I mean, we've been so we've been working on Radio Room for the last like year, basically. And we're, you know, only now really are all the pieces starting to come together. Uh, what's been your favorite part of the process so far? Uh, I mean, collaborating with you guys has been great. You know, really, you know, pushing ourselves, you know, not accepting anything as good enough yeah i really uh, appreciate that yeah certainly. you know just getting notes and you know there was one of the, the the pilot for queens of the sapphire sea um you know this has been a, a passion project of mine for a while and i haven't been able to get it off the ground and i had this great idea for a pilot and i showed it to you guys and you both had tons of notes on it and you know it was hard but it was also like you know this is coming together like you know and all the notes made it better so, and like reading it now and reading your guys' takes and writing your piece was great fun and writing Adam's piece was great fun. Just getting into those worlds and expanding them in, in ways and finding new ways to tell stories and just, you know, pushing your limits. That's been one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have to agree with that. I've really, I've really appreciated the feedback you and Adam have given me, for instance. Um, I, I definitely have been wanting to step up my game for a while, but haven't really had an outlet to do that. And yeah, you and Adam have been great. I know I can't just turn in crap. So. <laughs> we will take you to task, young man. <laughs> it's been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, this has been another episode of Production Freebies from Radio Room. Thanks for listening so much. Check us out, uh, radioroomshow.com, on Facebook, uh, Real Radio Room, I believe, or Radio Room Show, one or the other. Uh, we just launched it, so... Uh, Try them both. Make a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times and on Twitter at Real Radio Room, all that jazz. Really stoked about radio debut for Queens and uh, hope to see you all there or hear you all there or neither because it's not a call in show. Ah, 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 yins, to speak in the parlance of my people, not y'all. 